Born and Bred by Peter Mayle. As the old French saying has it, if you meet a baker in the street, raise your hat. He deserves respect. Ever since my first visit, nearly 20 years ago, the Boulangerie Ozette has been one of my favourite places in Cavaillon. You pause for a moment on the threshold. You close your eyes, and taking a long, deep breath, you inhale the parfum de la maison. Fresh, warm, buttery, doughy, it is one of the oldest, most appetising and evocative smells in the world, primitive and infinitely comforting. Cavaillon, the melon capital of France, and of the world according to the local melon fraternity, is a market town of some 25,000 inhabitants, a 30-minute drive from Avignon. By day, it's a lively place, but at 4am it's ghostly, and I am aware of the click of my footsteps as I walk past the shuttered shops. I've been invited to look behind the scenes of the bakery by the patron, my friend Gerard Ozette, who's the fourth generation of this family of master bakers. He is waiting for me, standing in a pool of light outside the entrance to his bakery. We've already started, he said, but you haven't missed much. Come in. For the first time, I see the bakery in a state of undress, the shelves bare of the 21 varieties of loaves that are baked and sold each day. Gerard leaves me down to the baking area. In one corner are a dough-kneading bowl, the size of an infant's paddling pool, and 50-kilogram sacks of flour, from ultra-fine to the almost gritty stone ground. Against the walls are stainless steel three-decker ovens nearly two metres tall, between them steel work tables. No decoration, no stool to sit on, no concession to comfort, nothing that isn't necessary for the making of bread. It is saved from sterility by the earthy, reassuring smell of flour and by the smiles and whistling of the bakers on the early shift. Every loaf is formed by hand. The pre-weighed lumps of dough, 250 grams per baguette, are taken one by one and slapped, rolled, squeezed, folded and tweaked until they assume the familiar shape of a loaf you would recognise. It's like high-speed sculpture. The shaping of each loaf takes no more than 30 seconds, and after watching a dozen or so, you would swear that there are no differences between one loaf and the next. The variations are easier to spot at the next stage of the loaf's birth, when the decorative touches are added. With the classic baguette, for example, you'll find a series of diagonal stripes on the top of the loaf. They start as gashes, swift stabs with what I originally think is a special tool, but it is just a sliver of tin clipped from a can, sharp and shiny from years of use. In minutes, 20 lumps of dough have become 20 baguettes. Each is put on a length of flour-dusted canvas, corrugated to separate one loaf from the next. When the batch is completed, it is slid into the oven on a wooden board. The first contingent of baguettes comes out of the ovens at about 4.30am. They are golden, some slightly darker at each end. Gerard takes a baguette and holds it to his nose. Then he turns it over and taps the flat underside two or three times, making a sound like a muffled drum. You can hear when it's been baked correctly. He passes me the baguette and I gave it a novice's tap. Now that warm air has expanded the dough, the loaf feels light, almost hollow rather than dense. I give it a squeeze, firm but yielding. I give it a sniff. 
Mmm. It makes me wonder what time bakers have breakfast. The standard slim baguette stays fresh for four or five hours, no more. So it's not unusual for a baker to see many of his morning customers turn up again in the afternoon when they come to collect their dinner baguettes. Some years ago, this sacred object, one of the enduring symbols of France, came under attack. Certain unscrupulous supermarkets brought out the one-franc baguette, an inferior specimen, bien sûr, a miserable copy, but less than half the price of the real thing. War broke out. Aux armes, les boulangers. Independent bakers united against a common foe counterattacked. Delegations were sent to Paris. Ministers petitioned. Finally, a group of bakers, among them Roger Ozé, Gérard's father, came up with a method of identifying bread that had been made in the traditional way, with traditional ingredients. Banette was the trademark, and you will see it today displayed on bags and signs in every boulangerie in France where proper bread is made. It is just after 6am when Gérard decides we deserve breakfast, so we go into the public part of the Ozette establishment. There are chairs and tables along one wall, and then there's the bread, a panorama stretching for perhaps six metres behind the counter, bread arranged according to type and size, tall and thick, long and slender, plump and round, plain and fancy, whole wheat, rye, bran, flavoured with garlic or roquefort cheese, studded with olives or walnuts, over 1,000 loaves and rolls every day. By 6.15, the hollow feeling of being up so early begins to disappear, thanks to a café crème and a warm breakfast roll spread with almost white butter and dipped into the coffee. A messy but delicious combination of tastes and textures. The first customer of the day soon appears, from the hotel at the end of the street. He leaves with a basket of croissant and a bulging paper sack of baguettes. More customers arrive, the early morning regulars, who observe the daily ritual of handshakes, multiple kisses and inquiries after one another's health. The young women behind the counter wrap each purchase in a twist of paper with a dexterous turn of the wrist. Gerard circulates among his clients and rearranges a couple of loaves that have tilted sideways on the shelf. Symmetry restored, he disappears down the ramp to commune with the ovens. For him, it will be a long day. A second shift of bakers takes over at noon, but Gerard will stay until closing time, around six. He'll drive home, have dinner with his family, get to bed around 10, and be up again at three the next morning. I ask him how he does it. You get used to it, he says. But I think there's more to it than that. I think you have to have baker's genes. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price.